0: And so, to actually start out the episode, I really need to put this disclaimer, which is uh, really sad to put. Um, Honestly, this is something that I really didn't want to do, but I have to do. Uh, But basically, long story short, uh, the hard drive on my computer is failing. Uh, and it has led to a lot of technological problems here on my end. Uh, I've been trying very, very hard to basically edit and to make sure that all of this is cut out, but uh, as you'll probably listen for the rest of the episode, uh, some of it didn't go over very well, which, again, I can't really do anything else but apologize deeply for it. Uh, But with that being said, I don't want to do it, but... Uh, Until I am in a better technological position, I have to put a stop to the podcast. um, Until, like I had stated, I put myself in a better technological position, it will come back. That is not something that I want. This is not something I want to stop, nor will I stop. But until I am, I can put myself in a better position. I've been exhausting a lot of my resources, uh, in other areas. And basically I, I can't exhaust anymore towards this just yet. Uh, but I will be back and I hope you guys really enjoy the episode. I had a lot of fun producing it regardless of the troubles that my computer caused from it, but uh, I hope you guys enjoy it and I will see you guys in maybe a couple months. Hello, hello, and welcome to all of you worms out there for the 18th episode of the Worm Burner podcast. I am your host Justin, and for this week, uh, I do apologize for making this episode so late. So what ended up happening was Wednesday, I got super busy, and on top of that, I ended up getting a cold. And thankfully, that's all it was. Uh, and so then, when I went to record yesterday for the podcast, basically the whole Crap hit the fan, basically. (laughs) And uh, as you may know now, the information that's been provided uh, basically throughout the world has happened. Uh, So basically, I took the idea for the podcast today, scrapped it, and now we are going to be presenting something else for this episode today. So for this episode, we're going to be talking about female soccer, basically what's transpired in the Olympics, and where I see the women's side of, of soccer generating from here on out and then I feel like I can't even do this episode without at least talking about what's going on over in Spain. Uh, if you have absolutely no idea what I'm even talking about, that's okay because we're going to be getting into it. Uh, if you have not already, let's go ahead and shout out our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash the Worm podcast. And if you have not checked it out already, we have a website. So it is the-wormburner-podcast.captivate.fm. So again, that is the-wormburner-podcast.captivate.fm. If you haven't already, let's go ahead and rate that on Podcaster. Get a few ratings in, let me know what you think of it, and and basically let me know what I can improve on. Uh, So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's episode because there's so much going on and, and so little time for this episode. So let's go ahead and get into it. Alrighty, and as I'd stated, for this episode, we're going to be talking about the female aspect of soccer uh, and basically what's transpired in the Olympics and where I see it going. Uh, If you haven't been keeping up at all or live under a rock, which it's it's okay, uh, the Olympics have been happening and much of the soccer world has been put on hold, obviously, of course, uh, because of these Olympics. Uh, And so for the U.S. women's team, we didn't do so well <laughs> um it's one of the things that it it comes with time and one of the things that i mean we got bronze uh so it's it's uh it's one of those things that we have to live with we have to uh get through it eventually and i uh, got bronze instead of gold uh because well I, i'll be honest i don't feel like we deserved gold uh the way that the team's played and and the way that i saw uh with the within the performances that i saw we definitely did not deserve it especially when uh looking back at the 3-0 loss to sweden that was just holy cow i uh man that was that was rough uh to be able to to even say that i i mean i really wish that we performed way better than we did that's one of those things you just have to hold your hands up and say all right well we didn't we didn't do good at all there uh so as i'd stated we didn't do so well we uh, had lost one of the group stages we ended up going through in second place uh then once we made it we we performed relatively well uh until the semi-final uh which we, of course we faced canada which is a team that the United States hadn't lost to in over 20 years or at 20 years, and we lost to them. And, <laughs> uh, it was it sucked because personally for me, there was so many outlets that I heard that were like, it was a controversial penalty. And I ended up looking back and being completely unbiased, being completely neutral. There was absolutely zero way a ref would have called it any other way. Like, when you kick someone in the back of the leg, regardless of if it was just... Honestly, I I put it down to bad reaction time. That's the way that it was to me, because that ball should have been cleared... And basically, it was either a throw-in or a corner. That's the way it should have been. That's the way that I feel like everyone thought it was going to be. But the Canadian striker ended up getting there first, and <laughs> it's uh, it's you gotta hold your hands up and, and say, well, crap. Uh, so anytime, it literally anytime if you have somebody kick. Uh, the back of somebody's leg in the soccer world that was not controversial I sorry put putting it plain and simple it was not controversial Um, whereas the actual attitude of the US we didn't really perform that well um, in our game against Canada Uh, honestly I don't want to say that we didn't put our heart into our heart into it but we definitely got deflated when we gave up that penalty, and so yeah it's it's just it sucks you wish that you were there, but uh it's it's one of those things that you just gotta you gotta move on and uh, to be able to say that the u s women's national team is the best women's national team and not win gold in two back-to-back olympics it really doesn't sit well and especially considering the fact that we're winning the women's world cup it's just uh it's what's well, i feel like it's it's kind of like messy in a sense kind of not really segueing into that at all but <laughs> but uh Messi's never won the world cup yet he's won pretty much every single other trophy as a player But I see a lot more following behind the women's national team, which is really good, uh, honestly, because we're getting these generations of people that start to care about soccer because we're actually good at it. And especially with the women being good, or at least in my opinion, performance-wise, better than the men. You can't really complain at all. I mean, especially considering the fact that they've won multiple World Cups. They're, hands down, probably the best female soccer team ever. I mean, you've got people that are, are coming off. that you, You've got Mia Hamm, of course, the legend herself. You have uh Abby Wambach you also have current team team members uh like Alex Morgan and and uh Megan Rapino and and people like that you you have these personalities that are and you you have these players that are so good uh, they're going to drive the rest of the country to want to do better and especially on the men's aspect At per, like I said performance wise the the women are miles ahead of the men because the closest that we ever came was the, uh, round of 16 in the world cup. And, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, not good, not good at all. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things that if we want to be actually taken seriously within the world of soccer with, with the way that everything's going, we've got to be able to push up the men. There were multiple world cups before the men even got involved. The, the, the first World Cup that, comparative to when the the men actually got involved, uh, to when we actually got our, basically the 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 amount of World Cups that we had had, from when the U.S. got our first professional league, to the beginning of the World Cups in general, there I think I had stated before it was eleven. It was actually more than that. There were fifteen World Cups before we had an official first division top league, which is not good. And so you had the women competing basically from the get-go. The first Women's World Cup was in the 90s. And basically, they didn't have this gap that 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 have been competing in soccer for over 50, 60, 70 years. Like, you, you've got a whole ton of basically history and and finding out the errors and finding out those those advantages and disadvantages that that the women basically the u.s women never had to figure out and the men do it's it's one of those things that that performance wise i'm very glad that the women are doing amazing they're doing phenomenal performance wise it's just that the men we haven't been able to catch up and everyone's throwing up their hands wondering why and we aren't looking at the facts we have an unbelievable mountain to climb and and we've got to start climbing it we've got to start actually incorporating some of these things that that europe's doing or has been doing for the past 50 60 70 years as i've been stating before uh we can't come up with a quote-unquote American idea and run with it it's not something that that at least personally for me it's it's the American way is a hodgepodge of just a whole bunch of other ideas but we need to be able to actually come up with an idea that is American that has been influenced by a whole bunch of other countries but we can't do it by it by ourselves we can't We can't rely on just the American mentality. We actually have to go out and see the different ideas, see the different aspects of all the other leagues, and say, hey, this, this, and this will work. We're going to be doing it. And that's what I was saying before in my earlier episodes. Uh, Atlanta United and LAFC have been doing a bunch of the different aspects that the European teams have done, and they've done it to remarkable success. Uh, LaFC ended up making it to the Concacaf Champions League final last year, uh, and then on top of that, Atlanta United, within two years of being incorporated into the MLS, they won the MLS Cup. It, what, like, what, how, what, what, what is the blueprint? What, what is this blueprint? And so it, it's short, sweet, simple, and to the point. Uh, it, I feel like there's a whole bunch of things, uh, but we need to be able to rely on the younger talent to be able to bring us up as a nation we can't be and as me and mr green had talked about before in our interview uh on the podcast we cannot be we have to break the stereotype of being a retirement league we have to break that we have there is no there is no and maybe we can kind of keep the tag or no we can we can make it work with that tag no we we have to break that tag like it is a mandatory requirement that we have to break that to be able to even be taken seriously and that's one of the things that is going to be basically leading us into the next section so uh let's go ahead and get into that whole debacle going on in spain so with all of this being incorporated into the episode Let's go ahead and get into what's going on in Spain. So for those of you that have absolutely zero idea what I'm talking about, the absolute legend, the GOAT, the whatever you want to call him, the legend that is Lionel Messi has left Barcelona uh, after a 20-plus year career with Barcelona, uh, basically growing up in their academy, he has left. It is official. He has left. Uh, he is not going to re-sign a contract with Barcelona. And it's just truly shocking that as a soccer person, or just as a soccer person in general, that something like this would happen. I actually was able, I was lucky enough to actually visit Spain Uh Basically, that was when Messi was actually starting to become bigger, uh, at least in Spain, uh, or at least in Barcelona. I, I, I basically, I, I, it was that was when myself I was trying to get into soccer too as well. Like I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I mean, basically now, as of a day ago, I, I even to this day I'm still in disbelief. That something like this could happen, and especially to a team like Barcelona, that they've come so far, and they're just completely in the gutter now. I mean, (laughs) let's just be 100% and completely honest. It's not good. It's, it's really, really, really not good. And I don't want to get too much into the specifics, but just to give you an overall view uh, of the situation itself, um, basically Barcelona is paying their players ridiculous salaries um, that at least in, in what most Barcelona fans believe is extremely inflated wages that they should not be paying them and uh from then on out it basically became a numbers game uh to where basically Messi and and club were not able to reach an agreement it's as simple as that um so uh overall since the covid pandemic uh and basically from from this moment on uh barcelona has been reportedly in debt over 1.3 billion euros B, B, not M, B, billion euros in debt, and basically try to break even, uh, and it's basically come back and bitten them. Uh, So... Overall, they're actually over the Spanish salary cap uh, that basically says that they can only use a percentage or an amount of salary that they earn and so on and so forth. Again, like I said, I don't want to get too much into specifics, uh, but uh, all of that debt that I had talked about before, the 1.3 billion euros in debt, uh, actually has zero connection to Messi. Uh, That is without, that's not even considering Messi. Um, So he was reportedly wanting a ton of money, uh, which Barcelona basically could not afford, uh, which then left him no choice. Uh, He was not going to re-sign a contract. And now Messi, Lionel Messi, the most likely greatest player to have ever played the game Uh, or one of the best players ever, period, Uh, he's not going to be playing with Barcelona anymore. And I can't believe it. Um, Whereas I know for a fact that, and this is is going to be coming, excuse me, I know that this is going to be coming up a lot at least in more recent conversations, he does want to play in the United States. He has voiced this. This has been proven uh, as well as Cristiano Ronaldo. Both of them want to play in the United States as to where people don't know. Uh, but a lot of people think that, or some people believe that he's coming to the United States right away. I'm going to tell you here and now <laughs> that is not happening. Uh, he This this player is still very, very good He still has at least two to three years within the top uh, five leagues in Europe. Uh, He's not coming to the United States right now. It's just, it's no, not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Whereas we were talking about before with the retirement league, we need to break it to be able to have somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. It's one of those things that you kinda, kinda have to make an exception for. I know, I know, I said that we really have to break that, but one of the things that we can do uh, that, at least personally for me, uh, can break into the idea. So, like for example, I had used the idea of incorporating youth to be able to lift us up. So to have a personality like Messi, like Ronaldo, don't make an entire squad of gigantic names that are in their thir- late or mid to late 30s playing for your team like that should not and that that should not be a part of your idea your club identity that, that I'm sorry it shouldn't be Uh, You've got teams like Atlanta United that have incorporated into their youth, basically using their designated player positions for these younger talents that are going to be world-beating talents and developing them here in the United States. Uh, I feel right now that could help us transition into this youth development uh, that we see here in the United States, but uh, to say that, I... I don't want to put a ton of emphasis on it because, like I said, this is just an idea that I have that being able to have that older talent like Lionel Messi, I know that that's crazy to even think about because the man's 33 years old and he's still playing at the top level in Europe. It's just unbelievable that a man like that can still do that. I mean, I say that and people like Gianluigi, uh, Gianluigi Buffon uh... played till he was forty in the top five leagues So again that just to even consider that is appalling and crazy uh... so i feel like as as an american we can have these talents for a little bit like to have these people come here and play is a good thing it really and truly is i'm not trying to downgrade it and say that it's a horrible idea but we need to take it with a pinch of salt because being able to have these talents, they are not going to be around for these five, six, seven, eight year time spans that we could have them around for, especially if we build the youth. If we're actually able to buy designated players that we buy them at 21, 20, uh, we have these talents that are in River Plate. Uh, you also have Corinthians uh, in, in Brazil. You have all of these gigantic clubs. You can even buy talent from Europe. There's so many times where I've taken U.S. MLS teams in. I, this is just an an exaggeration, basically, but I've taken games, at least personally with FIFA and with Football Manager, I've taken younger talents that bigger teams in Europe are developing, in Borussia Dortmund, stuff like that, we can take those players and bring them over to the United States, develop them here, get the ideology and bringing those ideas over to the States, and basically building up this ideology that we can we can create uh, there's there are so many ideas that we can do with this that uh, there's an infinite amount of pathways that we can do so i i feel like i am i'm tan- i'm turning off the beaten path a little bit here Uh, But basically, long story short, Messi is not coming to the United States, uh, at least as of right now. Um, And same with Ronaldo. Uh, I feel like Ronaldo's a lot closer than Messi is to this. Uh, Again, considering the fact that, again, Ronaldo is two years older. Uh, So I feel like Ronaldo's a lot closer than Messi. I feel like Messi's about three to four years away. Ronaldo's about one to two years away. Um, so again, this is all this is all up for debate. I don't want to really get into the transfer gossip, but uh, I, just to talk about Barcelona a little bit, I was viewing and seeing. I uh, really go in depth with some of these clubs and seeing what they're doing, and to have an academy like La Masia, uh, and just to basically have all of these players like Xavi, like uh, Sergio Busquets, and to have Messi, you have all of these world-beating talents coming through the La Masia Academy. And I've honestly and truly, my personal opinion, Barcelona has absolutely, completely degraded their academy system since... Basically, Messi and these larger names have come through. Um, There's only a handful of players that basically Barcelona can say have come through their youth academy. Uh, I feel like a lot more, at least within the last couple of years, you got Sergi Dest uh, and you also have uh, uh, Sergio Roberto and you also have uh, individuals uh, like... um, Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, he wasn't very well liked by Ronald Koeman. Uh, his name was... I, it escapes me, but... Uh, basically, there's all... Ricky Puj. That was that's what his name was. Ricky puge You've got these talents that are coming up through Lamazia, and um, and then you also have Ansu Fati, too. Uh, you have all of these talents that are being produced by Lamazia, but at least within the past... Basically, gap between seven to about three years ago. Basically, they were buying talent, and I mean, one of the prime examples that I tell people as to why they are breaking away from this trend is I know that Arthur was never a lamazia graduate, but they invested in youth to try to build for the future, uh, and to disregard them completely into a. A midfielder trade uh, for uh, Miralem Pjanic is just absolutely insane. It's—I remember seeing that, and I genuinely thought it was a joke. I laughed. I laughed that Barcelona would even accept that, that they accepted a deal—a uh, player plus a, a player plus cash deal for Miralem Pjanic. A player that Arthur could have very easily been. And to say that I didn't think that Barcelona was going to have some negative ramifications is completely not doing my due diligence as a a soccer person. I knew something bad was going to happen. I guess personally for me looking and seeing this unravel and unfold before my eyes I didn't realize it was going to be so horrendously and catastrophically bad like to be able to see this I I wouldn't wish this I like to to put this into context, as I've stated before, probably many times, uh, for some of you listening, or for the first time, if you're listening to this, uh, I am a I am a huge huge hold hold this video recording to me. If I ever become a supporter of another club, I will always and forever be a Manchester City. Fan, regardless of what happens, regardless of of anything that happens, I don't even care. Honestly, personally, I don't even care if the UAE stops funding <laughs> in Manchester City. I know that'll probably probably uh, make a few people angry, but uh, but that's how how close of a fan i consider myself i i know that i may have come up during a very sketchy time frame that a lot of people became band bandwagon fans but my my support my my sporting love for soccer to manchester city personally for me i would never wish what's happening to barcelona on manchester united like it's that bad like it's no joke at all what's happening at Barcelona. It is an absolute catastrophe that they're they're most likely going to have to sell a lot of players that are genuine icons at the club. Like, it's crazy to even think about. Like, Sergio Busquets that I said before from La Masia Academy. They're most likely going to sell him as well as as uh, again like I'd said before he may not have been a a La Masia academy graduate he came from Manchester United himself but uh Gerard Piquet, they're most likely going to have to sell him it's crazy how economically horrendous it is in Barcelona and to say that I I had to at least spend some time on it at least with this episode uh, I know that I may have been uh, going on about this for a relatively long time. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the extra man advice of the week. All right. So for this week's extra man advice of the week, I really want to keep it short, simple to the point. Uh, basically, have a passion for soccer. I mean, I, I can't express this enough. I I see so many people that that um, they're into soccer. They love soccer, and and uh, sometimes sometimes it goes another way, and and sometimes people lose that passion. Don't change that. Don't let anyone else change, Like don't don't let someone else view that or take that point of view and and completely change it. Love soccer, enjoy and love soccer because. To have that passion, to have that drive, you could be the next American Messi or American Ronaldo. Or uh, manager-wise, you could be the next Jose Mourinho, American Jose Jose Mourinho. You could be the next Pep Guardiola. Like you, you never know. Like you could be the next Arrigo Sachi, American Arrigo Sachi. Like you could be all of these things, and. No one can stop you if you have that passion, that drive. And there's a, a very good quote uh, that I ended up hearing from somebody. Or, or it was, I believe in a commercial, if I'm not mistaken. It was a, a really good, a really, really good quote that to be able to set your goals high. That's basically the moral of the quote or the 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 phrase I want to portray here is so the quote or the phrase that I heard was if people aren't laughing at your goals you haven't set them high enough and that personally to me resonates a lot because I actually have a lot of high expectations and high goals for myself that I've laid out through the years and I take a lot of inspiration from that and to be able to have those high goals have people laugh at you say that's never going to happen who's to say that it's never going to happen who's to say that that's not going to happen it's not you that's for sure but it's neither here nor there basically long story short have passion with soccer enjoy it love it it it's an amazing sport and I guarantee you, and this is at least something that I've that I've seen. I've taken so much time in my life to put it into soccer, to actually to to have the experiences I've had, and to actually put time and effort into soccer. It soccer itself has given back to me exponentially it's the feelings that I get when I coach the feelings that I had when I played it it's uncomparable and to say that I got those opportunities is just an absolute blessing uh, it's just amazing it's amazing to even say that I did these things and that was fueled by the passion and the drive that I have for the sport to want to improve the sport in the United States and uh, I hope that with this it ignites the flames and other people uh, like the sport can and will go somewhere here in the United States and I see it I see it everywhere I see it with the uh, different teams that are popping up yeah I'm truly and it's amazing I love it so Uh, Without further ado, this is going to wrap up the 18th episode of the Worm podcast. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you've made it to the end of the episode, thank you, thank you, thank you. a million times thank you to making it. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Worm Burner Podcast. And again, if you have not checked out, our website is the-wormburner-podcast.captivate.fm. Again, that is the-wormburner-podcast.captivate.fm. And if you haven't heard it already, uh, stay safe, have fun, love soccer, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Ciao, everyone.